0: Hey guys, Kat here. Welcome to Love First Ministries. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're going to be talking about loving those who we know aren't good people, but they just somehow seem to get everything they want and they prosper anyway. And I can tell you those are difficult people to love, but that's what we're going to talk about today. Today's scripture is from Psalm 37:7. reading from the NLT translation. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Have you ever seen somebody who's just not a good person and they just keep getting everything that they want? If you can't think of anyone off the top of your head, I can tell you there's a lot of Christian examples. People who claim to be Christians and are out there doing very ungodly things and succeeding very well at it, despite the fact that what they're teaching and what they're doing is not godly. I'm not one to speak for their heart, so I don't want to call them wicked. I do not want to call them evil, because it really could be that they have good intentions, but the enemy is in their head. So I don't want to, I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to speak for their heart. However, they're all around us. People who are doing the ungodly, people who are doing mean, horrible things, and they're getting everything that they want. They're succeeding and they're successful despite the fact that they're not leading godly, healthy, good lives. And I've said before, I'll say it 500 times over, loving first is not easy. And this is an example of where loving first isn't easy. How do we love those who succeed and are prosperous despite their actions? It's okay to look at God and say, hey, hello, yoo-hoo. They're not behaving right. Can you do something about this? Why are they successful and why am I suffering? Or maybe you're not suffering, but it's like, why are they super rich, right? And I've been asking for a raise for the past, you know, three years. And I'm doing all the godly things, but they're not. Well, this psalm really kind of tells us how we should navigate that. Really, what this psalm is saying, this verse is saying is, stay in your lane. Don't worry about them. They're going to get what they deserve because if they haven't accepted God's grace, well, the end outcome isn't great for them. But what if they have? Well, then God will make it very clear to them when it's time for them to recognize this, that what they're doing is not good. So I they are going to, to be punished for their actions, whether it's an eternal punishment or whether it's an in-the-now punishment. Either way, punishment will come, and we don't know how, when, or where. I also want to point out that just because people are seemingly prosperous doesn't mean they're prosperous with happiness. So when we look at these people, their punishment could be that they are miserable. Having wealth or having a seemingly happy, beautiful life doesn't mean that that's actually what's happening behind the scenes. Things like social media has really given us this perspective that if you look happy in your pictures, then you're happy in real life. Anybody with a social media account knows that's not true. That sometimes we post images that don't really reflect what's actually happening. Maybe you post a picture of you and your husband or your significant other smiling, And you're just happy and everything looks great and bright and airy. But after that picture, you were fighting. Or maybe you were fighting right before the picture. Maybe you're posting a picture of yourself eating out in some awesome foreign city and everything looks dandy. But what they don't know is that you were crying because you don't want to be in that city. You want to go home maybe the trips just not what you thought it was going to be sometimes we give a perspective that's not real so i want to point that out that they could be punished just because it looks like they get everything they want doesn't mean they are happiness is often what they're lacking the most now why do we have to love these people and i'm not going to say the stat well i'm going to mention the obvious answer but i'm not going to leave it to the obvious <laughs> answer Uh, Jesus tells us to, right? That's the obvious answer. But I'm not going to leave it just there. So yes, we are called to love them. We need to love them. With that said, I want to expand. I want to add to that. If we don't love them at their worst, then if and when they accept God and ask for forgiveness, we're going to find it even harder to love them then people can change paul himself convicted and sent so many jews and christians they, they weren't even called christians then but like christ followers to their he sent them to their graves right or imprisoned them treated them horribly god still did works through him and when he accepted god's grace when god spoke to him and Paul accepted that good grace. He did wonderful things. And I am sure there are plenty of Christ followers back in those times that didn't want to love Paul, that said, I don't want to love you. Look at everything that you've done. Oh, you've changed now. So I'm supposed to what? forgive you? Yes, <laughs> actually, yes, you are supposed to forgive them. But that's my point. If they had loved and they recalled what Jesus told us to love everyone, Everyone, if they had recalled that and worked on it, then they would have accepted Paul's change and rejoiced for Paul's change. Think about when I asked earlier somebody who just constantly gets what they want despite everything. How are they prosperous despite all the bad actions? Let me ask you if that person came to you right now, or if they're a public figure and they announced right now, I have accepted God's grace. I have asked for forgiveness. I recognize my faults. I recognize where I went wrong. I'm a changed person and I'm going to follow in God's path now. If they said that, would you accept it? Be honest with yourself. Would you accept it? Or would you think it's a load of baloney? <laughs> or would you think it's just, oh, please, Really? Here we go. Oh, I've accepted God and I'm, you know, he forgave me so I can what? Wipe my slate clean? Look at everything you did in the past. Actually, no. Yeah. that uh, Jesus. His blood washes us pure. Jesus shed his blood so it would wash us pure. So yes, actually, if they accepted God's grace and asked for forgiveness, then yeah, we are supposed to wipe their slate clean just like Jesus did. Maybe you're thinking, well, what if they're lying? They could be. You're absolutely right. They could be lying, but you will never know that. I will never know that. The only one who knows that is God the Father himself. So who are we to make that call? Well, we're not. We're not supposed to make that call. We were asked to love, not judge. Jesus didn't even judge. He came to save. When he comes again, he'll come to judge. So until he comes again, nobody on this earth has room to judge. Nobody. God, the father himself is the only one who can judge. And when Jesus was here, he was the only person and still remains the only person to walk on this earth, free of sin, who has the ability to judge. And he still didn't judge. So if the person who actually could judge doesn't judge, where are we? Where are we to do that? Loving the person who is reaping a million rewards when it seems like they're planting bad seeds. How are you reaping this harvest? Like I mentioned, they're probably not, and they're giving off a perception that they actually are. We won't know that. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I don't know what's happening behind closed doors. But if we don't love these people now, we will not love them when they do come find... they come to find... Jesus and accept the grace God's given them we're gonna struggle because we're gonna see it as a lie we're gonna see it as an excuse for bad behavior but the truth is this happens all the time where people who've done terrible things come to find Jesus Christ and nobody believes them because of what they've done and that is the problem with the people not loving them when they were at their worst we do not have to condone behavior to love people We need to love those, despite if they're doing ungodly things, we need to love those who are prosperous despite their bad actions. And we need to pray for them out of love. That's precisely what will happen. If you love, then you will pray for them because you care for them and you want them to get out of this spot so they can come to find God in a new light and walk in his light. I am going to challenge you. How can you love the person who you thought about when I asked that question at the beginning of this? How can you love? How can you show, if you know that person personally, how could you show them some love? And if you don't know that person personally, person personally, geez, that's a mouthful. (laughs) If you don't know that person, if they're more of a celebrity figure or a bigger figure and you just don't know them, can you pray out of love for them? If you can't, your answer's no, I understand, but that's where you need to get with God and ask God to open your heart and help you love them. It's not always easy to do. I probably will end up saying this every episode. Loving first isn't easy. Being a Christian isn't easy, but man, is it rewarding and fulfilling. I hope you guys think about that. I hope it does something for you. Um, praying for all of you, as always. And just thank you so much for listening. God bless. Have a fabulous day. And we will speak next time.